0: Does discovery rate that the discovery itself is but a show away? With over 1,800 shows and growing, we bring you those liberating stories that help you on your own life's journey from every single topic you can think of. The only common denominator is authenticity and living in your meaningful purpose. Come and read our new ebook, plus see our discovery store and what wonderful tools we have for you. Do enjoy our shows and don't forget to share. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Their Story Matters. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today, a very, very special pink lady, Jackie Goldberg. This is a woman that really inspires us. Not only is she 85 years young, and I'm emphasizing the young because I think... You know that uh, ever-ready rabbit that goes around? You know, she's got one of those batteries in her, <laughs> and I think she could go for another 85 years. Uh, purely on attitude, uh, attitude, gratitude for life, and she seizes life in every single way that she can. Attitude has got her through everything in life, got her through the hard times, the good times, Um she's a dynamic woman she believes in people she sees the best in people and she wants to bring out joy in everyone and the things that she has done uh, through her life with reading her book um, and through her life but also what she says that she's become a widow and how she's serving others seniors performers broadway stars bringing that joy of broadway to people by broadway people that are seniors themselves this is a woman that we need to clone. So let's find out about her journey. Let's, um, let's see if we can get some of that little sprinkle dust from her and see if it can energize <laughs> all of us as well. Because she is a dynamo with a capital D. So welcome to the show, Madam Pink Lady.
1: Thank you so <laughs> much. And that is definitely Pink sparkle. (laughs) When we spread it around, it's definitely pink sparkle. I said to someone the other day, they asked me, Sarah, like, you know, like, you know, what do you think about, you know, uh, these days? I said, well, I said, I think think one thing, that I'm so excited to be alive and well Mm -hmm. at this stage in my life. I I told someone, there's three keys to a life worthwhile. And I said, you live it, with energy, enthusiasm, and excitement, Sarah, and excitement. And that's the key to it. Yes. Uh, You know,
0: it doesn't matter what gets you down. Then it's the, oh, the challenge of getting back up. Um, And, you know, we can get knocked for six, you know, in our lives. And it's kind of, okay, rebalance yourself, you know, take a breath, um, give yourself a little nurturing, uh, and what are you going to do about it? You know? Right.
1: Right? Uh, You know what? Um, I always say to someone, where does life start? Where does, like, I believe in attitude and gratitude. One without the other just does not work. So I say to someone, everyone has an attitude, and we all wear it differently. It's on our shoulders, but each one of us is a different personality, and we wear it differently. And someone once asked me, I have to tell you the cute story, where did my attitude start? And I said, I know exactly the minute, the second, the year, everything. Now, I don't remember at 85 what I ate for breakfast yesterday. Okay? <laughs> but I swear to you, I remember this was... 81 years ago. That made me four at the time. And it was uh, pouring rain, and I was living in uh, Melrose, Massachusetts, which is outside of Boston. And I was holding my mother's hand. I remember, Sarah, that I was wearing little blue overalls with a little pink parker. I had white hair in those days. And I was holding her hand, and my mother was eight months pregnant with my sister. And we were waiting for the bus to take us down to see my dad, who at that time was 19, they married young, and he was in the hospital. And I remember the bus stopping, and a bus driver looked out, and he said to my mother, you know, looking at her condition, "Um, Ma'am, I'm terribly sorry, but as you can see, this bus is full. You're going to have to stand for two hours to get down to the hospital where you're going. And I remember dropping my mother's hand, Sarah, jumping up on the stairwell of the bus, putting my hands on my hip and going, excuse me, but isn't there a gentleman on this bus who let a lady sit down? Three men got up. (laughs) And we rode all the way down. And that day, in the pouring rain, my attitude was born that I let nothing and no one rain on my parade.
0: Exactly. And that's the kind of attitude to have in life. And, you know... Talking about gentlemen, um, I do see it now and again in in the young people, in the millennials. Every now and again, I'll see that door opening. I'll see that courtesy and respect given to me. But as a whole, they're so busy on their phones, on their iPads, texting (laughs) and this and that, that they've forgotten how to be human, never mind gentleman or, you know, a woman.
1: Well, Um, well what it is, is they forgot contact, eye contact. I mean, I can see everything when I look in someone's eyes. Or their facial expression and I'm sure you do the same thing because you're an intuitive woman that you can tell uh, about their attitude Mm -hmm. about what they're thinking about the way they're uh, uh, a belief in system but when you but when they have their eyes in the phone walking down the street or in a restaurant and you're talking to someone and they're on their phone you know what no good no No good because you're losing something
0: yes but that's the thing, and this, you know, in reading your book, which folks, please, you've got to get this, it's so it's so much fun, get up, get out, and get a life. Um, I love it. And, uh, you, but, you know, I would say your attitude may have been defined at four, but you were born with it, you know, because yeah. you you have to have something like that inserted in you in your DNA to be like right. that. And yeah, I believe that. But also, I think it was very much the times as well, because, you know, you're kind of, um, you were born kind of during the wartime or just after the wartime.
1: Right, um, and in, and in th- and the worst part, we were born in 1932, which was the Depression.
0: Right, exactly. So you know exactly hard times. You know how to be appreciative yeah. of every little thing in life, but you also know how to work for it, how to strive for it, and how to be grateful for all those little things in life. And, you right. know, maybe we've just got things too accessible nowadays uh, that there is a complacency that has been replaced.
1: I think, also, I think also that during those times, and I'm going back, what, 70 years, 75 years or more, that there was a feeling we left our doors and, and, yes. and windows open. I mean, my grandmother, I remember living in her home for a while while my mother and dad got it together because they were married at 16 and had nothing and had me right away. Uh, so my, my grandmother, wel- I mean, people would stop. And, and my grandfather was a junk man, and I remember going out with him in his horse and wagon, and he would yell, any rags for sale? <laughs> and I would say, any rags for sale? Anything at all? Just throw it at us. I mean, <laughs> I, but, but I was with my grandfather. I was yeah. with my grandmother. I, I, I had that generation, that genre of knowing people of another age that were alive and yes. well. Yeah. And it was fabulous. I, I say to my kids today, I have um, um, five children, six grandchildren, and four and three-quarter great-grandchildren. <laughs> One is going to be born in September. And, and I look at them and I go, I, you know, it, it's funny, Sarah. We, it, I, I love what you portray when you say self-discovery because we all have to discover who we are in life. We all are. My mother always told me this. She said, look in the mirror, Pink. Look in the mirror. And look who you are. And say to yourself every morning, hi, I'm the pink lady, or (laughs) I'm so-and-so. And you know what? I'm going out, and I'm going to do exactly what I want today. I'm going to accomplish that goal that I have in my mind. And I'm going to meet people, and I'm going to be alive and enjoy it. And you love who you are. That's first. That is, that is
0: number one, absolutely right. number one. How can you love anything else if you're carrying su- such, you know, discord within self?
1: Right. And I, and I feel that, like someone once asked me, and they ask anybody these questions, but like, what is your greatest strength? And I think mine, over the years, is my energy. Yeah. Is the enthusiasm that I have to prove that life is, through rose-colored glasses, a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. But that and is and the gift
0: that was given to you, that energy. Yes, you know yes, what I mean? Yes, um, yes. A, a lot of it, we, we have to actually understand in that self-discovery, what's the gift that's given to us? Because that's our meaningful purpose, isn't it? That is Correct. our gift, our tool in which to use, in which to conduct ourselves through life. So it's not looking to try and be somebody else. I can't be you. There's no way I've got your kind of energy. Never had it, <laughs> you know. I'm, you know, as I said, I'm absorbing it right now. You know, <laughs> downroading know. it as fast <laughs> as I can. But you know, that was your gift. I've got different gifts, and it's we've got to stop comparing ourselves and look in and go, well, who and what are we for here? For and are we living truthfully in our Correct. purpose?
1: Correct. Correct. And and I, I tell people that life is a gift. Yeah. Use it. Use it. Don't abuse it. I mean, it, 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 it's not about aging, Sarah. No. It's about living Fully to up. the umpth degree yeah. and own your age. I, I, in my shows and everything, I'm one of the only ones in the entertainment field right at this moment, I think probably the only one, that in my programs, there's a name of the talent and beside the name there's a picture and beside that picture is an age of that performer mm-hmm. it's just not done today because people are so afraid uh, that if they give their age that people just will ignore them not hire them or whatever and I just think it's the opposite
0: Well, you know you look at people like Maggie Smith Judy Dench uh, Helen right. Mirren, Sophie Loren you know a lot of these people they're still out there working uh, They st- they almost get better with age um, yes. You know, and It's we like wine. It is, it <laughs> is, absolutely. Wine and, and cheese. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and the thing is, see, we, we're not, you know, the, they've embraced the wrinkles. They haven't done the plastic surgery. You know, they right. are who they are. And when you look at them, the beauty of who they are, you know, the respect of them. I mean, look at Betty White. I mean, for goodness oh. sake. You know, and her, she's got your young. energy. She's got your energy, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But she, it's driven by passion. That's it the thing. Is. It's all driven by passion. And uh, that passion is that positive attitude, isn't it? So we're it, looking it at is. age differently now.
1: Um, uh, and, and completely different. And part of completely that is, different. you
0: know, some of us are baby boomers. So, and we've, we've got more people over the age of 60 living today than ever in living history.
1: And not only that, the growth of that age group from 60 and up now, by 2050... It will have quadrupled, mm-hmm. quadrupled. So to me, that's the age that people should be looking for to gain their experience, their uh, knowledge of what went on. Uh, w- one of my shows is a cute thing. Someone asked this little boy who was had came with his grandmother or mother, "How did you like, you know, the show?" And it was called The Bee Goes On. And the little boy looked into the camera and he said, "Oh," he said i didn 't think people were alive at that age <laughs> I mean hello, and then he goes, This was better than spider man ah, well wow. <laughs> if, i mean if if we can do that yes. to a genre of, of of people that are different ages to show them that you know what when you reach 50, 60, 70, whatever, you can have multiple careers, you can still entertain, you can still have, I know you're going to laugh at this and people say, "Uh uh-oh, but in my book, there's a a chapter called Senior Sexuality.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
1: I am one, Sarah, who believes that age does not matter about being in love, uh, at love with somebody, um, having a romantic, intimate relationship at any age, with someone.
0: Right. Uh, I have to tell you a little story here of somebody I interviewed who she said that um, at the age of 70, she realized she hadn't had sex in 10 years. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, her doctor said, I'll adjust your medicine. And she said, well, how do I get back on the bandwagon? You know, how do I yeah. get my libido back? And he said to her, well, watch porn. So there she's at <laughs> 70 going into porn shops to get porn, <laughs> and they're looking at her <laughs> sideways. Well, she got her li- libido back. So you know, she got out there and got back into the game and then kind of wrote a book on it, and now is doing the circuit everywhere, you know, that it's I never too it. late, and that's the beauty no, it of it, isn't. you know. Stop no. putting us out to
1: farm, folks,
0: just because we right. reach 50 a- or 60. Right, and not only that, stop,
1: stop being a victim yes. of age.
0: oh gosh, yes.
1: Yes. You see, stop being a victim of age. Um, one of my things with the senior sexuality. Cute story. Little lady raised her hand in one of my seminars. There was about four or five hundred people there. She raised her hand, and she said, um, "Pink lady, um, do you date?" I said, "Do I look like I'm dead?" Of course I date. <laughs> Hello, you know. And then I'm going on and you know talking, and all of a sudden, we raised a hand. She raised her hand again. Pink lady, and now the room is getting silent do you, well, you know, do you? And she's whispering. I said, stop, stop. I said, Eunice, do you want to know if I have intimate romantic relations? (gasps) yes. Now everyone is like, get out. And I said, tell me something, darling. How how do I look? (gasps) Oh, you look glamorous. You look beautiful. I said, okay. How's my complexion? And she looks at it and she goes, Oh, it's, it's beautiful. I said, does that answer your question? <laughs> because years ago, as you know, if a young lady of 14, 15, 16, we all had little zits and stuff. If she didn't, my grandmother would say, uh, she's not a nice girl, so you don't want to go with her. <laughs> so when I said that to her, they went, yes, because you know what? It's never over, Sarah. No. It just isn't.
0: No, if you yeah. still got to keep using and you can't. You won't keep it if you don't use it. Right? Exactly. You know well they say use it or lose well, it, exactly. you know, whatever that is. Exactly. I mean, you know, like, you know you've you've buried two husbands. Um, one yeah. very early. Um, you were only married nine years and three kids. And you, you were b- um, even under 29 at that point. Uh, right. And suddenly thrown into the workforce. And, you know, all the various jobs that you did. And you kind of remind me of, of, of me. I, I taught myself into uh, working for mobile oil as the very first woman rep in South Africa. And wow. Uh, and uh, they thought I knew everything about oil. I knew nothing.
1: <laughs> nothing.
0: <laughs> and I thought, I don't need to know anything. The people in the industry know very, very right. well about the oil. And you're
1: learning. Right. I, I'm
0: learning. For me, it's all about the customer service, and that I had down.
1: Well, what I did was I had never worked. Uh, as I said, I went from high school to marriage bed. Right. And um, the first... Um, Job that I went out for. I had three little babies. My mother and dad were there to help me. It was International House of Pancakes, Mm -hmm. and it said in the newspaper, "Wanted: Hostess with the Mostess." Well, hello, was I not a hostess with Uh, the mostess? Exactly. I mean, I fed my kids. I laid out the table, uh, you know, with a napkin and a, a placemat. And I mean, I was happy and outgoing. So first night I get there, Marge, I'll never forget her. You uh, wore a little blue uniform with a big copper belt, and I'm greeting people, and I, it, it went beautifully. And then all of a sudden she said to me, um, I'm going to leave now for a few minutes. I was alone. And then uh, there was a big copper register, which I had said that I knew how to do because I figured I would pick it up easily. Anyway, I didn't. And someone came over and actually handed me their bill. And I'm like hesitating. It was like one of those NCR, big, big machines, Mm -hmm. bigger than a house. And she saw the struggle that I was doing, came over and said, I want to talk to you after. Okay. So 12 o'clock comes and she says to me, You know nothing about a register, do you? And I went, No, 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 no. Now tears are rolling down my eyes. No, 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 I don't. And she started to laugh. And she said, But my darling, she said, You have the energy and the personality. And she says, Just the schwa de vie that my customers adore. And I cannot teach you that. So you've got a job here for as long as you want.
0: Exactly. That's the thing is that a lot of people think, But I don't know. Well, if you've got the right attitude, that is the door opener. That's, you know, when, when people are hiring people, unless you're looking at a neurosurgeon, I want to know that they <laughs> they know <laughs> uh, what they're doing, uh, right? Yeah. But when uh, you're looking at anything to do with with, with uh, retail, customer service, or anything to do that is dealing with people, you want gregarious, warm, embracing people because you put the people at ease, you make them feel right. like a person, not a number. Right. Um, you You're giving them, I was in the, Um, restaurant business for a very long time and the theater business but the restaurant business for a long time and everybody was loved because i'm british hi love how are you sweetheart Uh, this and that right oh yeah and uh Uh. but they came back because um the service i worked with one restaurant where they the guy was a something i can't say on air he was Uh, 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 but he had the best steak in town and he would right. go and offend people. And the moment he'd finished offending them, I'm coming out with a free bottle of wine and smoothing things over. You know, that tripled his service, his business in the time that it was there. And they didn't yes. come for him. They came for the good no. sake. And they no. came because we knew their name, so to speak. Right. Right.
1: I, I, I say to people, when I do some of my big seminars, audience 500, uh, 800 people, I tell them, do not. In, uh, do, do not introduce me. Just say, and now our guest tonight is a pink lady. Right. And then what I do, I have my engineer put on, do you remember John Travolta's uh, Staying Alive? Yes, yes, yes. Which is a moving, wild uh, right. music. Stay and alive, I open the, swing alive. the doors open <laughs> with a pink sequin outfit, a big flaming pink boa. <laughs> I dance my way from the end of the, theater, the room all the way to the podium. I swear to you, Sarah, by the time I get there, the audience is up, they're moving, they're grooving, and I can just go home, literally, exactly. because it's, it's the feeling that you give people that
0: you're alive, they can be alive. Right. I mean, Ellen DeGeneres and does this on the beginning of yes. her shows, right? She, everybody gets dancing, they get into the groove, they get into the vibration, everybody's kind of let go of any of the stuff that you know, they had outside of the, the studio, and they're just ready to have some fun.
1: Correct. I did a uh, Super Bowl commercial. It was a Loctite, L-O-C-T-I-T-E commercial, uh, which was a glue company uh, a couple of years ago. And I went for the audition. I happen to have a thing. I do not ask my agent what the audition is for, because I figure I have got an audition, that's a job. may not be a paying job right away, but that's a paying job. Yeah. So I get there, and I... Um, Uh, they said to me I had my pink glasses on and all that and they said a wild outfit and it was really groovy and they said can you dance I said sure so they put some you know real funk music on and I'm moving and grooving and the guy because you go to just see one man the photographer in the beginning and he said wow that was great thank you very much and I left two hours later the phone rings my agent said they want to see you back oh and he said it's very unusual to call you back in two hours oh okay I go back, and now there's some young people, which is the industry today, right. young people sitting on a couch, and they go, uh, we'd like to see you dance, and we'll talk to you. So as I'm moving and I'm grooving, I'm going, dear God, please let this end pretty soon because, you know, I mean, I'm moving and grooving and <laughs> getting a little tired over <laughs> here. <laughs> so it, it ended, and one of the young men said to me, wow, what energy. And, and yeah. let me ask you something. Could you do eight, ten hours of rehearsal? And I look at him and I laugh and I say, excuse me, at this young age of mine, I take 32 vitamins a day. Let me tell you, I can do whatever you throw at me. I got the part and in this particular video, I'm moving and grooving and then they picked me out and put me right up front, uh, putting a little unicorn on with glue on my my, uh, jacket, but I asked them, why did you pick me, because all young people, why did you pick me to do that particular scene which was right out in front of millions and millions of people? And they said, because your energy yeah. was the largest energy in the whole room that we had. Exactly. So age is nothing. No. It's who you are. Yeah.
0: Yes, I- exactly. Um, I, I interviewed a, a young nine-year-old at the time who'd written a book, 365 Days of... Um, Of gratitude with a positive attitude and she just over a a few year period had just kind of put every day what she was grateful for even if it was just for dinner or a friend at school or whatever it was her first interview, she's now doing the circuit, she's gone throughout Ah, the state. she's everywhere, she's just so grounded, you know, and it's like you know, uh, well you know, if it's you know, if it makes you sad, you know, why, why stay there? Go and do something that goes to make you happy. And I think well, look that's look the simplicity look of it,
1: isn't it? Yeah, it is. And look at Norman Lear. Norman Lear is 95 years young. Mm-hmm. He's just producing a new show. Right. I mean, Sarah, it's good. I, I think the tide is turning. Yes. I just do. I remember my grandmother f- at 59, and she was old with mm-hmm. a house coat. I mean, my mind goes to her at the, s- at the stove uh, cooking her stew. We were c- with My dad came from Scotland and with a Scottish stew and with slippers and a house coat. I mean, today, 59, you're a child. Well, but and and you have so much to do.
0: 60 is the new 40. You yes know, exactly. So that means you're only 65 right now. I mean, so yeah, hello. 40 <laughs> years to go, exactly. Um, a- but, but and, and, that's, and that's, go ahead. But it affects the health. That's the thing, isn't it? You know, we have so much more disease today. And I think it's because of people being in dis-ease. They're riddled with negative news all the time. Um, They're always worrying about, you know, their security. Um, Maybe they have become widowed or a relationship has stopped or their job has stopped. And they become crippled by the circumstances of the moment. And they forget about the gift that they have within them and all it is is a closed door opening up a new chapter a new opportunity um, and just you know put on that exuberant coat and go and seek it go and be adventurous
1: do it I say to people uh, remember uh, William Shakespeare said to age to be or not to be? Right. I say to age or not to age. That's the question. Because mm-hmm. to me, it's a fantastic, uh, positive, passionate feeling of understanding of who we are and where we're going. And life is a journey. And I want people to go on that journey right. with me, Sarah, to, to, to be who they are. This is a cute thing. The, um, there were two ladies, elderly ladies, and they were talking about their grandchildren. And they said, you know, I would like my grandchildren to say something nice about me in 30 years. And and the first lady said, you know what? I want my grandchildren to say that I was a great grandmother and I look good and I love them very much. And then she looked at at her friend and she said, what do you want them to say about you, darling? And the woman turned and she said, I want them to say, wow, look at my grandmother. Does she not look great at this age? Mm -hmm. It's all the way that you see life. One sees it, I'm not going to be here in 30 years. The other sees it as a positive goal. Definitely I'm going to be here in 30 years. And that's what, like, when I started my senior star power production company, I was just getting into the acting field. I had won a contest at 74, um, Miss Senior LA County. And I got into Taft Hartley, into Screen Actors Guild, got a commercial, a, 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 a commercial for around the world. It was fabulous. But then I realized how my industry treated those over mm-hmm. 40, never mind 60. Yeah. And I started Senior Stop star Power putting people of an age back into the workforce, giving them their life back and making them feel that they were still someone that the world wanted to see. They're still vital. Well, my thing is vital, creative, productive, energetic, and then entertaining. Right. And that's where it is. So, I mean, for, for me, giving people back their life, I'm also doing veterans now mm-hmm. uh, who have come back wounded or the World War II who think it's over. Yes. And I tell them, No. I give them, I, I put them back on stage. I mean, they have to be able to sing and dance mm-hmm. or play an instrument. But we take these people and give them a life. And that's what's important. Give
0: them, th- but you know, if we don't have a reason to live. Right. Then that's when we yeah. start yeah. dying, right? Yeah. You know, this yeah. is the thing: is this that yes, you know, your your job has come to an end, or this has come to an end in your life. It, well, there's always been something else you've wanted to do. Now you've got the time to do it, or you know, you've always wanted to do this or that. I mean, this is one thing I love about when you see the shows like The Voice or even America's Got Talent. Um, it's not defined by age. It's not defined by, um, you know, how brilliant you are. I have a young lady on there right now that I've interviewed a couple of. times times uh name is keshi she was burnt uh-huh. 65 percent of her body uh-huh. and you uh-huh. know and and music and singing is what saved her life and there she is in you know in her bravado um performing there for how many millions of people singing and warming right. their hearts now a few years ago that wouldn't have been accepted But we're seeing things different. I interview an awful lot of vets. One of the vets actually interviewed with her, Bobby Henline. He was also a burn victim. That show of the two of them together, my God, when you talk about positive attitude, those two have it. But the vets, I think, that have come back and decided to embrace life, and the vets are there for the vets. They're helping each other out because the government has let them down. They're helping each other out. And their enthusiasm or their way uh, um, and the desire to help each other, the positive attitude of that, you know, yes, that shattered your life, but now the joy of putting yourself back right. together in the way you want is well, such an inspiration like of to all w- us.
1: Well, like one of the uh, vets that I helped uh, came to me, he was about 70, 72, and um, his, his son had just committed suicide. He had come home from the wars with the PTDS there, mm-hmm. that, and his wife had left him, and he wanted to get back into singing, and he just couldn't. He tried out. He just couldn't. Two years later, I called him up, and I said, David, you've got to start your life again. Yeah. You're just waning away. Came into my show, got an agent, got back and now is with casting directors and things. Now, he is in most of my shows singing. I mean, you know, he gets up there and, and you want to cry. And he said to me, you gave me my life Precisely. back.
0: Precisely. Stop throwing like people wow. away. Stop throwing people yeah. away, right? You know, uh, we have to look at the, all these life experiences we have is, is what makes us who we are. It doesn't make us Correct. broken for you to dispose of. No, it makes no, us even no. more valuable because we have survived it.
1: Correct. And someone once said, live long, die short. Mm-hmm. I love that yeah. because that's like we said before. You lose it or you lose yeah. it and you and for me and for you, and, and I know that you do helping people is what makes me laugh and cry if you know what I'm saying amen absolutely because to me it gives me a purpose in, to help my life but not only my life to help other lives and that's what's so important i mean i enjoy i enjoy theater when i decided you know someone said to me why do you well why did you write a book i said you know what i had to think about that sarah for a minute and i said you know what it wasn't ego, because I know who I am, mm-hmm. so I didn't need a book to tell me. I said, you know, I think it was to show people that at any age, you can do what you want to do. You just can. All of a sudden, I wrote a book. I was like 82, and I started to write my book. I, I just think that there is no, nothing, no mountain that one can't climb if you put your mind to it. I, I The other thing is, you have to know your limits in life. Yes, if yes. you stay connected with others socially, uh, uh, vo- with volunteering and things like Like, I hate when someone says to me, oh, I retired, end of period, period, sentence, exclamation point. I go, excuse me? Okay, now what are you doing? Well, I just told you I retired. No, 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 no. You retired from that part of your life. Exactly. Now, what are you doing for the rest right. of your exactly. life? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I have a girlfriend that's
0: retired, and, and uh, you know, uh, the things that she's doing, she's busier now than when she was working. But she's doing what she loves, and that's the point. Uh, we, you know, statistics have it that a lot of people who retire that have no hobbies or do not pour themselves into something else die very soon afterwards. Yes. Um. So we we're here to to use ourselves. Right to right. be productive, to get into action. Whether you, you, whether if you have a physical challenge, okay, maybe it's not the physical that you can... But that doesn't mean uh, that mentally, emotionally, vibrationally, you're still not a part of life. And you know getting back to your book, the, uh, one of the really big reasons you had to write this book is that you are a larger-than-life type person. And people yeah. needed to know that you are what I call an ordinary person living an, an extraordinary life. And by knowing knowing your beginnings, knowing your journey, knowing how you came to be this person, where you are now, doing what you're doing is something that people need to read because it gives them permission and inspiration to take their own journey and own it. And, uh, you know, we've all got a book in this. I'm in the process of of writing mine. Um, Oh, good. And it's a you know, it's just letting it all come out, right? <laughs> However,
1: it's meant to come out. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it does, and yeah. and it, but but I tell people the main thing is when you do get up, get out, and get a life. Yes, that it's not over till you you say it's over. If you say it's over, it's over. Yes, but if you believe in honesty, that it isn't. Um, who was it? Um, oh my God, uh, D.W. Winnicott. I love him, um, the British psychologist. You might know him, and he said. May I be alive when I die?
0: Oh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. I mean, that's like me saying, oh, people ask me, you know, what do I want to do the day I die? I want to be on roller skates. (laughs) I want to be all dressed up with a big, you know, my big pink boa, my hair, my makeup on. And in one hand, I want to be rolling down the highway with a glass of champagne. (laughs) In the other hand, a strawberry-covered chocolate. A strawberry. I'm running, you know, sliding right there, right into the grave.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Because it's not
1: over. Well, you know, I and often
0: often refer to people um, that are here on this planet as the walking dead. um yeah. It's a, it's a. It, there's so many people that are, are living death.
1: Yes. Right. Yes.
0: Uh, I, you you I, could see it in them.
1: Well, and and some people s- will say to me. Uh, like I had a a seminar one time and a woman walked in and you know as people walk into your seminars you're seeing them and sometimes you get like a sense of who the different people are in in your audience and a, a couple of women I could tell that they were looking at me I was at the head table And they were looking at me like, who is this bit of fluff? (laughs) You know, I mean, you know, pink hair and, you know, 85 pounds looking a little sexy there. Who is she? By the end of my talk, they walked over to me, and I knew, I knew it was going to happen. And they said, we want to apologize. I said, I'm I'm sorry. We want to apologize because when we walked in, we just said, what is this thing going to do? teach yeah. me, yeah. you know, look at her. You know, what has she been through? Right. And when we learned about your life and what you went through and how you survived uh, deaths of two husbands, a partner of 10 years, I mean, and, and now have new partners and have a life and kids. And She said we were like blown away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So sometimes people just look at someone and see something that's really not there until you hear them talk.
0: I think a lot of the time it's a reflection of their own inner selves that they impose on other people. And then you get up there and you're truly an inspiration. Um, You speak with exuberance and passion for life. You don't um, sugarcoat the things that have happened in your life. It's just the way you've chosen to deal with them. You know, always with grace, always with with gratitude for the time you had and not the fact that it's come to a full stop.
1: Well... I was, what, 26, 25, 26, when I lost my first husband. And I had three kids. Right. And then, I mean, what do you do? Well, you get up, you get out, and you get a life. I was blessed with parents who helped me. And then when I uh, met and married my second husband, I right to work.
0: No, wait, wait, no, we've got got to... (laughs) We've got to just go into that chapter. Uh, <laughs> you know, this is the thing is, is that, uh, you know, oh, yes, I'd love to find a new partner in life, but how <laughs> do I find them? Well, you just yeah. went, I'm, you know, I'm going to go and get myself a husband. I'm joining a singles weekend. Oh yeah? uh, they're not at oh the yeah. beach. Let <laughs> me go and see if they're at the tennis court. And
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, when when <laughs> I tell people that, that here I, I, I brought to this, it was a weekend of, for singles, and when I brought you know, my little tennis outfit, well, I'd been around the pool the whole day. And, you know, and I was like in my 20s, you know, cute little bathing suit and everything, and nothing was happening. So then I said, you know what? I ran, got my tennis outfit, my little racket, ran down to the tennis court and sat there and this very handsome older gentleman came by and he said, hi. He said, how about a game of tennis? And I whipped my brow and I said, oh, my goodness. I said, I would love to, but I just finished. Now, I don't play tennis, Sarah. I mean, but I look so cute in that outfit. And I mean, the tennis racket was like the white and pink. And then I met, that's how I met my second husband. And we, we like communicated. And he laughed till the day that he passed away, saying, you got me with that tennis racket and that positive attitude of yours and just the joy for living. Uh, it, it's funny. Someone asked me, if I had to live my life over what would i change and that's a good question that mm-hmm. you could that yeah. i ask people sometimes and i say i wouldn't change anything i would live it over the same thing because that life made me who i am and I know that sounds funny because some people say, oh, I would have changed this. I would have changed that. But then they don't realize that everything would have changed. You change one thing yes. one second. Everything uh, changes.
0: I, everything's here to teach you, uh, to show you yes. the strength. I mean, um, I, I, I've interviewed people who have had, some horrendous losses or challenges in life and you you know you shake your head and you think how how are they still standing never mind doing what they're doing never mind being that story of inspiration for other people and they all say the same thing is that I wouldn't change anything because what I'm doing now the effect I'm having on humanity now no matter how I got here you know, this is wh- has made me who I am, doing what I'm doing, yep. that's serving humanity. So it's, you know, never moan about the journey. You know, it's, yeah, no. sometimes it sucks. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> if it sucks, what are you going to do about it, right?
1: Well, it's like when I was uh, about to marry my second husband. He had two children. I had three. He was a widow. I was, I um, mean, he was a widow. I was a widow. And. I'm Jewish, so I went to my rabbi and talked to him about, you know, my coming marriage, and he looked at me, and he said, Jackie, because I wasn't a pink lady at that time. I became pink when I married my um, my second husband. I'll tell you all about that. But um, And he said, Jackie, I-, I hope you're understanding what you're getting into. You're getting into a marriage with five children. You're three. Walter's two. And a whole completely new life. He said, how do you feel about that? And I looked at him and I smiled. I said, you know, Rabbi, it's only a few more hamburgers on the table. Right. And he said, wow, you will be a success. Because so many marriages, when it's a second, third or whatever, and we have children involved, go awry. Because you don't have that attitude. It's always my kids and your kids. Instead of our family.
0: Right. I mean, it's I could
1: write a book on that.
0: Well, yeah, you should. <laughs> Definitely, because today there are so many blended marriages. And, uh, but there's also so many people that, you know, they've been hurt in a relationship. Yes. It and, yes. and it's like, I don't know if I can trust again. I don't know if I can love again. Well, first and foremost, you've got to love yourself, haven't you? You've got there to you step go. into yourself, step into your own loving of life. You know, the reason why your husband was attracted to you. Yes, the prettiness and the, and, the, and the racket caught his eye. But the right. reason why you talked for,
1: how many hours was it? Um, oh my God, we must have talked for, I mean, it was way into the morning, literally. Uh, exactly, literally. And, married,
0: and married shortly afterwards. Right. Is, uh, is because, uh, you know, when you're in that positive vibration, when you're in that exuberance of life, when you're in that, I'm going to, you know, I know stuff happens, but I'm going to get up and I'm going to go after life. You know, when you're in that, it's, it's intoxicating. Of course somebody wants to be a part of that.
1: Right. Uh, right? And, and, and it's, the en- it's the energy that you give off yes. to people that say, why, well, I, w- I want to be around that. Like a, cu- a, f- a funny story. My second job, I knew that I could not work at the House of Pancakes all the time because the hours were from 4 in the afternoon to midnight. Well, I had no time with my kids. And evenings, I mean, they, they were young. Yes. I mean, they were like three, five, and seven, I think, at the time, or something like that. And I knew that I wanted to have at least uh, time with them, even though I was going to work. So I went to manicure school, became a manicurist. I graduated on a Thursday morning. Never forget this. Thursday night, I read in the paper, Beverly Hills Hotel wanting a manicurist. Well, was I not a manicure? <laughs> so, the next morning, I go to the Beverly, I don't know how I had the hutzpah, which means guts yes. to do this. Yes. Uh, the next morning, I go, I had my little white uniform on and my little manicure kit, and I go to a uh, salon called Mary Ann Bowes' Beauty Salon. Now, she catered to every known star, producer's wife, director in Hollywood. So I get there and I said, hi, I'm here for the job. Oh, she said, yes, but right now I'm busy with clients. If you want to sit and wait, then you give me a manicure and then we'll talk. Okay. So it was about an hour and a half later, she came over to me. She says, you know, I'm free for a few hours. Let's sit over there and you give me a manicure. Okay. So I give her a manicure. Now, everyone knows, Sarah, that a regular manicure is about... 20 to 30 minutes, tops. And that's with a massage and everything else, okay? That's not the gel type of thing or anything. That's just a basic regular manicure. Now I finish giving her manicure and I sit back and I'm smiling and I had talked to her the whole time. And she looks at me. And she, she looks at her uh, um, uh, uh-huh. nails. Mm-hmm. And, now, and, and now remember, it took me about... 20 minutes to do this. I'm sorry. It took me an hour and a half to do this. And normal, as I said, a manicure is 20 minutes. So she looks at her nails and she looks at me and she goes, this is the worst manicure I have ever had in my whole life. Now, by now, Sarah, I'm crying. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, no. She said, but wait a minute. The good part about it is That within two to three months, with practice, you'll be the best manicurist here. But what you have that Mm. I can't give you is the gift of gab, energy, enthusiasm, personality that my customers will absolutely love to go to you. Yep. So there it is. It's something within us that comes out. We can always
0: learn something. We can always learn something, but we can't... You know, we we are either that kind of exuberant or not. There's a lot of people that are just, you know, very serious and they're really wrapped up in their seriousness. And you know, there's a I place know. for everywhere. But right. the thing is, you know, we let's take business today. Every single business that you do today requires social media. It requires you being interactive, right? Right. Uh, It's not a question of writing a book, handing it to the publisher, and you might do a couple of book signings and then forget it. No, you have to do podcasting. You have to do, you know, events. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to talk with people. You have to be step out of your comfort zone. Correct. But that's to do with life as well. What social media has done today is given as an invitation of many mediums of interaction, of truly being able to represent ourselves in the light that we want others to see us in.
1: Right. And what I tell people is, don't be afraid. When I lost my second husband, I was, I think one second, 72. Now with 72 years ago, it would have been really tough to get out again. Mm -hmm. Today it isn't. I I said to myself, I had a great life with him. I worked 40 years in the garment business, being a sales rep all over the country. I said, now I want to do something new and exciting that I've always wanted to do, and that was get into the theater and, and, and film. And I reinvented who I was. Yes. And I just went out there and someone said to me, "Well, w- were you not nervous?" I said, "You know what? We're all nervous yeah. in- in- inside of ourselves." Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the like, I hate when someone says, "Oh no, I just did it." No, 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 no. It takes it takes courage and in my case, lots of lighting of pink candles and <laughs> prayers, okay? <laughs> I mean, it just did. And then just like, here I was married for 40 years and now, Sarah, I'm out in the dating world. But that's the most most, you know, that's that's like, wow, uh, I'm starting all over again. And I, I dated one gentleman. This is a funny story. Dated one gentleman. Uh, my uh, cousins had fixed me up with, beware of cousins fixing you up with a date. <laughs> anyway, he came to the door with a red rose, very nice gentleman. And we went out for a lovely dinner and came back and I had some coffee and, you know, cookies and showed him around my very pink home. And we get into my bedroom, which is wild. I mean, it's all pink with pink animals on the bed. I mean, it's adorable. And he looks at me, and he goes, wow, how does anyone get near that bed? And I looked at him, and I said, with the right attitude and lots of money. (laughs) (laughs) And he looked at me, and he goes, okay. I mean, but it just broke the ice. Yes. And it was like, hey, you know what? Whatever will be, will be. You know, don't take life so seriously. But I do believe in helping people with the thought that relationships are not over. No. Because I say to someone, sex is a exercise. Love and relationship is what it's all about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, b- I believe in holding hands is just as good as going oh, to bed with somebody.
0: Yes, laughing with somebody, you know, just standing yes. up, watching TV together or something, you know. Yeah, most certainly. We have a, a host here on, on Self Discovery Radio. Uh, she's on the Wise Health Shows. And she um, f- does the holistic uh, Aveda and all, you know, nutritional healing. And known as the snake oil woman. Because back in the 60s, oh. of course, you know, everybody looked at that kind of medicine as snake oil, you know. And That's she's, right. she's just turned 80. Her husband died... Um, The very first time I interviewed her, her husband had died a few days beforehand. And she said, no, we'll go ahead with the show. I need to do this. She ended up becoming a host with us. And uh, she's just turned 80. She has a new boyfriend. Um, Ah, Love it. They go out dancing. Um, She she works out every day. And uh, she's just got such an exuberance for life. And that's the key, isn't it? It's it is. Please it put is. away it the is. age. Please put away any of the physical things. Those are just things that come along. Sorry, i got a dog barking. Exactly. Next door. Well, when, know, when I... D- go ahead. That's just the point. It's that you, you're going to have challenges along the way. You You will. deal with them, and you adjust your life accordingly.
1: Well, that's why I, I decided, uh, as I said a couple of years ago, actually it's 12, to do my Senior star Power Productions uh, right now, in fact, next week, August 19th, 20th, 21st, we're holding auditions. So far, we have over 200 people, Sarah, uh, two groups. One, I'm doing an intergenerational America Salutes Our Veterans show yeah, nice. with families of veterans, active duty, and uh, first responders, their families from 5 to 105, and then I'm doing a senior star power show, meaning a two-hour show with people only 60 years young and over. And the caliber of people that are calling me and saying, wow, we want to thank you for, for doing this. And like I tell people, with veterans, as you know, and you're passionate about them too, yes. is that the two groups, seniors and veterans, are the most underserved and undervalued in the country. Yeah. Yeah. And Yeah. Absolutely. Putting it together is, is is the way to go. Yeah,
0: I mean, I've seen quite a number of your YouTubes on, on uh, the snippets of performances, the response from people. And as you said, young or old, you're just kind of bringing back that joy, that exuberance, that toe-tapping, that real mm-hmm. feeling good. And again, it's placing value on people. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter, you know, whether it's the one leg, the one arm, the one this or that, you know, from being a vet, it's all about, how you going to get up and dance in life, and right. you know, and that's the thing about life that's so beautiful. And you know, having these these performances. I mean, one of the things that I truly respect because, um, uh, I worked in theatre for a while. My mother was a stage actress, and oh, it wow. and it was very much a thing of people were put out to pasture at a certain age, unless you yes. came back and played an old person. Um, correct. But correct. there wasn't, you know, there wasn't like there's, a, you know, you're still a human being no matter what your ages are. Um, and uh, that you can still do it if you can still do it, you know. It was, nope, you're old, off you go. And the way that you respect people, no matter what their right. age is, it's, it's, it's beautiful to see because like, this well, is the one of the things we've forgotten in life is, right. is humanity.
1: It, well, I, I tell people when they go online, in fact, um, they, uh, they can go on www.seniorstarpower.org and when they see... These people, 60, yes. 70, 80, and 90, dancing, singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the last show, we did America Suits Our Veterans, but that was only with uh, seniors, 60 and over, and veterans. Um, we had Tony Orlando. Remember Tony Orlando? Yes, yes, yes. At Taya Yellow Ribbon. Yes. He got up there and sang, and we honored him. And Margaret mm-hmm. gave him the uh, award for Senior Star Power. And it was like... He, he, he was like in glory singing before, and the audience, all veterans, all uh, seniors, all people who were family oriented, just migrated to what he was doing for all of us. Yeah. Tommy, oh, and Tommy Lasorda we had too. We honored him the second day. We had over 1,200 people each day. But what I'm saying is that these people, when I see them up there, Singing, dancing. Mm-hmm. One lady, she's 71 this year. She's been with me for 12 years in every show. Sarah, she does the splits. She's what they call an <laughs> old gypsy from Vegas. Right. And she can get up herself. She doesn't yeah. need anybody. <laughs> no crane needed. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, now you can do the split, but can you get back up, my darling? So. Well, I mean,
0: look at the, this, is this show, uh, you know, that um, that's on TV right now. Th- that's
1: Harvey. Uh, yeah, exactly
0: Harvey. right, and yeah. and it's showing people, you know, um, uh, of seniors or older age, and you know you've got the woman in her, which is in her nineties, on the on the power bars, and you've got people right. doing
1: all sorts of things. It's like well, one of them that you saw was a ninety-three-year-old friend of mine who is the oldest showgirl mm-hmm. in the world. And that's Dorothy Klaus at 93, wearing a sexy outfit with a big headdress and tapping. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, hello. (laughs) But you know
0: why? You know why they're still doing it at that age? Because they've continued to do it all their life. They're doing it because they love it. They're still in love with the passion. And I think this is something that we've forgotten in life. You know, where is your passion? The reason why we become so apathetic towards life or so discouraged with life is because we've forgotten our passion. We need to embrace our passion and, right. uh, and, and keep it alive.
1: Right. When, and when people read the book, uh, and they can get it on that seniorstoppower.org website of mine, when they read the book, it's something that is funny, it's motivational, mm-hmm. but it shows them that life can still Still, I hope they, I I honestly tell people this, I hope they enjoy reading my book as much as I enjoyed living it. Right. Because that's what the whole book was. Well, the the
0: thing is about your book, it's very hard to put down. You know, you all of a sudden you notice 10, 20, 30, 40 pages. I was only going to read Ah. it for a moment, you know, and you're you're just Ah. engrossed in it. But it it is, it is um, the wonderful little tidbits. I mean, you're so kind of as you say, kind of brazen. If <laughs> I want something, I'm going to go and get it. And oh, yeah. I'm not going to make any apologies for it. And oh, yeah. Where did we become so apologetic for wanting to live? Well,
1: I, I also think that when you reach an age and you lose a loved one or you get a divorce or something mm-hmm. happens, you're alone. That should be, I, I, I do a little bit in the book, but basically that should be a whole seminar series because I bought a car. I had never bought a car in my life, Sarah alone. I always had my husband with me or, you know, and to walk, I I wrote down everything I wanted. I walked into the car dealership. I mean, my heart was pounding and you know how they have these 18,000 people that hit you before the real guy comes over and the first kid comes over. Oh, can I help you, ma'am? He saw this little lady, you know, and I said, stop. I said, I have a list of what I want. So now put me in touch with the last man that you work with. He looks at me like, what? I said I don't want to see you I don't want to see the next guy or the next guy I want to see the end man that's going to get me to buy my car and he did and then the cute story was that after I you know, read all what I want and everything and we bought, and bought the car and I said to him now can you just take my license plate off my old car which said Love Pink and put it on my new car and he went uh, oh, I, oh he said I, I, that, that's another $75 I said really? I said I tell you what you can keep your car and he looked at me and said, What I don't know where I got this brazen thing. <laughs> I said, you can keep your car. And he looked at me and he said, excuse me? I said, if you can't, after spending this money, take a screwdriver and take it off, I will, and put it on my car. They did, and they laughed, and that was it. But what I'm saying is there's so many things that we do alone mm-hmm. that we have to have courage for, but if we just do it, it gets easier.
0: And that... Is absolutely apropos to kind of where I am in my life. I'm 62, about to turn 63. In the last few years, I've become a hermit, just pouring myself into the station, getting caught (coughs) up in other people's lives. And then one day I had a a, a little epiphany. Hang on, Sarah. You're doing these wonderful shows. You're interviewing fantastic people like you, doing things in life. What are you doing in your own life? And I realized all i'm doing is the radio shows and i'm not doing anything else i'm not doing no, anything to, to serve me so i'm about to go and put everything in storage and i'm about to go house sitting all over the place just to Good. kind of get a feel of where i want to go meet new people and decide what my next chapter is now you, well, know, you know what i think scared that, well, about it but it at the same time excited
1: <laughs> i think so too well it's like it's it's like as i said remember i said to you everything attitude yes this little old lady her name was Becky, lived in a um, senior home, and she was really sexy. She was like about 89, and she was still sexy and horny. And she went into the men's room where they have their poker game, and she held up her fist, and she said, Okay, guys, she said, if any one of you gentlemen can guess what's in my fist, I will give you the best night of sex you've ever had. So, one of the little guys, Oscar, says to Paul, Okay, I'm going to tell her something. I, we've got to get rid of her. Okay, Becky, you got an elephant there. She opens her fist and she goes, You got it right, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. So, yes. so, you've got to get out there the same thing. Yes. And, you know, you know, Sarah, it's not in life, I, I tell people, we all have a story to tell. Oh, yeah. But it's not how we tell that story. It's how we live that story. Thank you. Every minute, every hour and every day. Yes. So that's why I say to people, it is never, ever over till you say it's over. And with you, you're sixty three. My God, you have a whole a whole other lifetime out there. I hope so. You just do. Oh my goodness. I need to find myself a tennis court. We have plenty of tennis courts. You're more than welcome to come to L.A. Uh, but believe me, we will find you a tennis court in the pink house over here. <laughs> get no, but really, the Sarah, I love it. it. No, no, no. But truthfully, you're 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 young today. Yes. I know. Sometimes when I say that, people look at me. But truthfully, I, I, if if I had an age, I would go back to sixty. Not thirty. Not forty. Yeah. Not fifty. I would go back to sixty. Because yeah. I feel that that's the time to fun exciting because it gives me a whole 40 50 years ahead of myself
0: not only to do everything at the age of 60 you know there's a certain amount of accumulation of wisdom uh-huh. Self-knowledge, self-love, self-everything else you've got. You've, you've got the package now. Now you know yes. what to do with it, right? Exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, we look at some of those performers out there. Look, the Rolling Stones are in their 70s, approaching 80, and they're still oh out yeah. there, gyrating on the stage. You've got Tom Jones still out there. You've got how many other people still out there
1: that were we'll icons at, in we'll the we'll 60s and uh, we we'll look at Clint Eastwood. Yes, exactly. 85 or 87, yep. producing, directing. Right. I mean,
0: still. I mean, we lose so many. You know, and we keep. Yeah. You know, we, it goes in droves where we lose two or three at a time, yeah. and, and it's yeah. very sad. Yeah. But, but you know, the thing is, is that um, the embracement of of what people of age have done for us. It. it isn't just a, oh, they were famous once, they did this. You know, it's a respect of the of the path that they paved, and the fact. Oh I right. mean, uh, Christopher Plummer is another one. He'll die on the stage.
1: You know, oh, yeah, you and know, I, lo- I love him. Yeah. I, like someone asked me the other day, w- what are your plans in the next few years? I said, well, let me see now. I'm going to start up my web series in late fall, and that's an interview and putting talent on the web so the whole world can see how good Excellent. they are. I said I have America Suits Our Veterans, the intergenerational show. I said I have, I'm doing shows for the city of LA. Next year I'll be putting my show, you're going to laugh at this, but I love it. I'm going to be on the USS Battleship Iowa, the largest battleship in the world, doing America Suits Our Veterans next year, about three, four times, and then taking it into the theaters all around LA. So with me, I I project out, oh, that was the other thing. I'm sure you have a book, like a 2017, 2018, you know, which you keep every day what you're doing, right? So every year, like in June of the the year before, like this June I did it, I get next year's book. I have 2018. I'm already writing in it for next year, all the different shows that I'm doing. And someone said to me, why do you do that? I said, excuse me. I am letting God know exactly. that I'm going to be around <laughs>
0: for another few years. Yes, exactly, exactly. No, I'm not that far ahead. Uh, but however, you know, um, I'm taking, h- we're doing this show in August and you're going to come back on the first week of September, 5th of September, which is when the shows go back on again. I'm already booked up until the end of October with, um, with some of my show genres. And it's, you know, I just, it, I'm, I'm not, enough of one person to kind of do all these shows, but it's what keeps right. you going, it's what, you know, you just can't uh, such a wonderful story I mean, I've got to introduce you to the Bravo 748 series, you've got oh, to know these love people, that. they're all the vets uh, the people like Tommy Henline who's a, a war vet, the burn victim, he's a comedian, he's out there doing things Oh um, my god, and, and,
1: and what's the name of that show?
0: It's called Bravo uh, uh, no, the, uh, it's an organization where they um, are vets, helping vets and it's called Bravo 748 there's also the Bravo 748 four eight. and there's also the Green for Zone. Veterans. Yeah, and there's the Green Zone too, where vets actually help finance vets in their own businesses and get back on their feet. So, um, wow. So it's
1: Bravo 748 seven four eight.
0: and also the Green Zone. And the he's part zone. of and he's also part of the set Bravo 748 and I'm systematically working my way through the whole Bravo 748 and the Green Zone people uh, because they're an inspiration. It's not about me yeah. celebrating their war. you know. It's no. not about celebrating what they did over there. It's me celebrating Alright. how they're living now and how they're right. helping each other and how they're an inspiration to everybody out there. You don't have to be a war vet to be, um, no. to be in th- in encouraged by what they're doing because it just shows their courage. You can find that courage within you too.
1: Correct, and I, and I say to people, don't worry about the number of your age, Mm-mm. because that's not important. No. What's important is what you're doing at this time of your life at that age, because to do nothing means that you're, you you yourself are accomplishing nothing. To you're me, it's to away. me, right. In fact, one of your Canadians um, went through life. Uh, saying, let's make a deal. What yeah. was that? Um, Mark, Mark, uh, what was his?
0: No, oh, I'm afraid I'm Ma- terrible with names. It will come to me later. Yeah, but um.
1: but he was he was fabulous. Yeah. And 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 it is make a deal. And you make a deal with yourself. Yes. And with the powers that be. You know what I'm saying? To to actually, I, I say celebrate who you are.
0: Now there is there's another young man I interviewed, an Israeli young man that at the age of sixteen as a bus boy slipped on grease and broke his back and uh, they said to him you'll never walk again and he started writing lists and they go what are these lists and he would tell everybody about these lists and they said these lists are uh, everything I'm going to do in life But why right. are you torturing yourself you can't walk and he said oh I'll walk again and he taught himself to walk again he fulfilled wow. everything on that list but this is the difference I've always said to people kind of write those lists let the universe know what you want the difference is he says shout it out loud let yeah. everybody know what you that's want right. because God delivers through people here on earth and you, if you let God know and everybody else know the person that's going to help you achieve that will be there. So, well, but let th- everyone know.
1: <laughs> but 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 that's what I but that's what I say to people that with 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 life itself if you know who you are, if you're happy inside of yourself, if you're confident in who you are, that shows up. That, it, it's like a perfume. Mm-hmm. Everyone around yes. you grabs a hold of it. It's a resonance. And, 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 they, and actually, they gain from everything. Yes. I mean, the people that we help with some of the shows and all that, giving them back a life, um, to me, that's my applause. Mm-hmm. That's my, that, that, that to me is, is headier than anything else.
0: 100%. And I think that if we
1: all do things like that, to help other people, like what you're doing. And, what, and I just wish we could just have like a whole group of us on the air, like once a year even, doing and saying what we, what we have accomplished to help other people. But I think that, that would be that, fun too. That's
0: the point because so many people think... Um, you know, I, I always look at, uh, you know, God comes along with a kiss on the brow, a nudge of the shoulders, or a cosmic hatchet in the head to redirect ah, ah. you to where you need to right. go. All right. And it's right. up to us to pay attention that, the, you know, these things that happen to us isn't the end of it, it's the no. beginning of a new chapter. And until your book closes, all you have is another chapter to write in your life. And you are in, in charge. You're not in charge of what happens to you, but you are in charge no. of how you respond to it.
1: Correct, and, and responding is a thing, because today, what we have, that Internet, is so powerful mm-hmm. to get out the message. I mean, I'm now on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I mean, hello, at 85 <laughs> years young, I'm out there. And you know, you, and, you, and it's fun. It yes. connects me with people who I wouldn't even think to connect with. And they connect with me. I mean, I have people from all over the world saying, wow, we love what you do. We yes. went on your website, uh, you know, uh, and, and we, we saw your shows and we saw your, your seminars and get up, get out, get a life. Right. People that I would never think would, a- and, and especially the ages 30, 40, and 50. Right. And a why? Great audience Because they're
0: lost at that time. They yeah, really yeah. are lost at that age. I yeah. think I think our millennials and there's two sides of millennials, those that are just so entrenched in their technology, they're disconnected. But others who have right. who have woken to a consciousness and go, I yeah. don't like what my parents or parents before then have done, I want to bring consciousness back into it. A lot of philanthropy that is going on. But I think a lot of people that are lost are kind of the 35, 45 uh-huh. up to 50 because yeah. they, w- they were in that opulent zone where everything was focused on the big car, the big house, the big money, the big importance, you know, the Trumpism. Right. And, you know, what well, we're realizing that that is it's so empty and so unfulfilling and they're a little lost looking for substance in life, looking for a substance that means something to them.
1: And, and, and it's stuff that if they, if they just turn around in their own backyard, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uh, in, my, in my book, I say I'm, I'm very proud to dedicate my life story to the young at heart mm-hmm. who realize that no matter what age they are, they continue their journeys through life being vital, creative, and productive, and living life to the max with energy, enthusiasm, and excitement is definitely worth the commitment the dedication and passion every moment every hour and every day and then to me, that th- that says it all, yeah. if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It just does.
0: I mean, it's stepping into passion, stepping into the love of what you do, stepping into the love of who you are without any apology. We've all got flaws. Why are you focusing on those? Focus on the things that you have to contribute. If you haven't fa- yet found your contribution, if you haven't yet found your passion, then in right. your self-discovery, seek it. Do whatever you need to do to seek it. I have close to 1,900 shows here collectively on this station of people that have taken that journey. Listen to a few of them. Listen to yours. Read your book. The inspiration that you'll get, the switches that will be switched on, the things that you realize that you can do that you've been getting in your own way. And that's the thing is that we unknowingly put these blockages up around us and then we wonder why we're feeling so isolated. Well, knock down those walls. There aren't meant to be any walls.
1: Correct. I tell the people, reinvent, right. re-energize, and remember that what you're doing is for you and others. So it's all the R, R words. Yes. But there's so many of it that to me when I say to somebody, you can reinvent yourself. I don't think throw your life away. No. You, you, you've got a good life. No, no matter whether it's up, downs, whatever. But just take that life and, and re involve yourself with other things. Yes. Oh, I, I have one, one cute story. I've got to tell you. I, I know we're out of time. No,
0: no, we're fine. Uh, this,
1: little, this, this little lady goes into the drugstore, and she says to the pharmacist, um, I'd like a bottle of cyanide to kill my husband. <laughs> and, and, and the pharmacist looks at her and says, Excuse me, ma'am, but if I give you a bottle of cyanide, I can go to jail, you can go to jail. And with that remark, she goes into her purse and takes out a picture of her husband and his wife in bed, and she hands it to the pharmacist. And he looks at the picture and he goes, why didn't you tell me you had a prescription? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, that, and that sums up, and, 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 and I say your subscription is, uh, w- with myself, is get up, get out, and get a life. And that's a prescription.
0: I actually <laughs> think this, uh, this sums you up, a May West comment. When I'm good, I'm very good but when I'm bad I'm bad, even better. I'm better. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's one of
1: I love that woman. Yes. I, I I mean to, to me uh, uh, there was something that she once said something about when, when you age you get better and when you don't age you're gone. I mean, she just said it the yeah. way it was, yes. and to me, I, I'd love to do a show around her one yeah. day. I just think even she's they come up and see me
0: sometime, you know, it's uh, you know <laughs> how many times have we kind of used that? Uh, uh, but there was a woman that wasn't skinny, wasn't ultra no. beautiful, but my God, no she way. owned her sensuality, she owned her femininity, right. she owned who she was. Well, and did again, you, know, you
1: know? Did you know that she was one of the wealthiest? entrepreneurs in Hollywood. She owned buildings and, and uh, homes and, and uh, businesses. Uh, she was the first one that said to a uh, director-producer, "I, want, I w- you're going to put my show on and I'm going to be in the film. What do I get? He said, well, I'm going to pay you such and such. No, no, no. When it's out there, what are you going to give me? Yeah. She was the first one for residuals. Right. I mean... She had chutzpah and she had savvy. I love it. I love To me, if you got chutzpah, you know what? You got it all. (laughs) Yes.
0: And and that's something actually, uh, you know, I have lost through the years. and I've allowed life to kind of do that to me. And that's something that used to be me. You know, I believe in living in knowingness. And the knowingness is letting you, you, your divine intellect come in and speak to your heart and resonance. Uh, put your spirit into action and your mind right. knows what it needs to know when it needs to know it. And just going with the flow of life. And the more I flew with life, um, you know, undirectionally, the more focused my life became um, right. and, so we and, re-
1: and, and if you let yourself I, I never like, like you had said before uh, back in the conversation you know, I hope to change the I never use the word hope Yeah, I always say I will yes. be changing yes. I will be doing Yes, exactly. because the hope is, is putting a n- you know yeah. uh, a, a little degree of and negativeness doubtful, yes. into yes.
0: it Yeah, exactly. so if it's I will you've actually you've already told the universe you've done it so therefore there it is
1: Right, right, right. So
0: yeah, ah. it's and it's about you know one of the things we actually understand today is in quantum energy we're actually beginning to measure the energy in people and the energy that they're putting out, whether they're a pusher or a puller. You're a pusher of energy. <laughs> you yeah. you have that energy and you just push it into people and you light them up and they all become
1: these light bulbs
0: where they ah. just kind of, I get it, I get it. And well, like my kids
1: say, uh, if mum, if we could bottle yeah that energy that you exude from five in the morning till midnight or whatever yeah. it is, we would all be multi-millionaires. Yeah. But you know, sometimes, Sarah, energy comes from within. Yes. And, and it's, it's our way of maybe showing the world that we're here, we're trying the best we can to live the best life that we can.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So it is simply a question of, of get up, get out, and go and get a life. And if you don't know where and you don't know how, how about one foot in front of the other with a positive attitude and see where it takes you?
1: I love it. I love it. And as I said, they can always, I love people to write to me if they can. Yes. So Um, so please give me your email. Yeah, give me all of your information. Well, my email is pinklady with the number seven at earthlink.net. So it's pinklady7 at earthlink dot net. And my website, which they will love because they'll see all the shows, mm-hmm. is www dot org. And you and can they also can find me on, the on book. Facebook
0: as well, too, senior Star yes Power I, I'm on Facebook, on Facebook yeah.
1: uh, definitely. And um I have a PO box of well I, I if, if if people want to write or or whatever I have a PO box of uh, 5184 West Hills California 91307 Excellent and, but now I'll gladly answer them, and I, I mean, because that's how we make friends all over the world. And as I said, Facebook to me is really a lot of fun now. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, that's the only
0: platform where you truly can have interaction right. and communication. A lot of the others are all about posting and letting people know, which is great. But Facebook is about where you can really have a conversation.
1: And, yeah, uh, you know, and I and I show pictures of yes. the kids. I mean, it's just it, It's to me, it's like a family yes. place. if you know what I'm saying. Well, I respect you
0: tremendously for not only who you are, but what you've done in your life. But for the respect that you're giving not only the vets, but the veterans of the industry. Um, You know, that they're not over. Just because they're, you know, over 50, over 60, doesn't mean that they can't still perform. And the fact that you're giving them that dignity and that respect uh, to get out there, the more benefit to anybody that watches them on so many levels, never mind the entertainment level, the inspirational level, the learning level. um, That respect, that dignity, that honor is something that just resonates out there in the air and benefits everybody. So thank you for, for doing that.
1: Well, like, like I'll end our conversation by saying, it's not the breaths we take in life, Sarah. It's what we do with the breaths we take, the count.
0: Yes, 100%. So thank you, my darling. This is something I've been looking forward to. I love your book. Please, folks, go out and get it. Send it as a gift to someone. You know, somebody you know that's feeling a little down or a little stuck or like, what am I going to do with my life? Send the book. This book will make a great gift. They'll be inspired. They'll be lifted. They'll just put them into a different gear. Watch some of the videos if you can't actually get to any of the performances. Uh, Your performances are posted on the, um, the live performances are posted on the uh site. So, you know, just get out and watch. Support them. Enjoy it. Soak it all up. You'll come away feeling absolutely fantastic. And if you are a performer from the stage, reach out. To, um, to our pink lady Jackie here and, uh, and be a part of it because that's what you celebrate life living its, to its fullest thank you God thank you so you. much my darling an absolute delight to interview you and I'd love to have you back on again love to be So, folks, um, until next time, I really do hope that you go out and seize the day, seize your life, embrace it, grab hold of it, live it to its fullest, because it's not over until it's over. And so live to the very last second. Bye for now.